Blog Talk Radio. I was eating junk. I had just had two children back to back. I used to not be able to get on the ground. I never, ever daily exercise. Before, if I'd get down, I'd need a chair or something to help me get back up. I was 84 pounds heavier at one time. I was always a big dude, but I couldn't move around. That all changed when they met Diamond Dallas Page. Started doing yoga, man. I started doing a, a thing called DDP yoga. It's not your mama's yoga. WCW heavyweight champion, known for his signature move, the Diamond Cutter. Diamond Cutter! Took what he learned recovering from an injury and years in the ring and created DDP Yoga. Working out combined with the eating habits, it was a huge difference. I felt so much better. It's a lot of fun for me because I never used to be able to be active. Now I'm, I'm, I'm on the floor, I'm rolling around, it's, it's pretty cool. More than importantly, I just want to be alive. I'm down about 110 pounds. DDP Yoga can work for anyone. DDP. DDP. Radio. Well, 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 hello, my friends, and welcome to a brand new episode of GDP Radio Live right here at GDPRadio.com. As always, I just swallow. I was trying to chew on something before we go on the air. As always... My name is Mike Collins, broadcasting live from the DDP Radio Megaplex in beautiful Raleigh, North Carolina. And every day I pull into my VIP spot, but not today, because I have bestowed Crystal with her own executive VIP spot at the DDP Radio (laughs) Megaplex. So what I'm doing is I'm helicoptering in. I'm styling and profiling. Ever see Ric Flair land at the Texas Stadium, the red carpet come down the helicopter? That's how I roll now. I'm big time. And... I uh, chop, 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 elevator, uh, the uh, helicopter hits. I go open to the VIP elevator, ka-tink, 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 all the way up to the top floor, the toppest part of all of Raleigh, North Carolina, and I climb the tower one by one by one, and on top of the tower there's a red light, and I put my hands to my brow, and I look up to the great white north, but I can't see a goddamn thing because you guys are covered in smoke, which I would like to personally (laughs) say – I had nothing to do with whatever happened up there. That's one thing you can't pin on me. But I hear you guys have quite the uh, the uh, hectic situation up there. How are you guys handling it? Um, it is so smoky, you wouldn't believe. I mean, I know that, you know, the U.S. has had their fair share of, you know, fires and, and things too. But holy cow, it... Um, takes on a whole I don't think I'll ever look at a campfire or a barbecue or anything ever the same again it's horrible it's horrible well all my best to everyone up there and uh that's uh it's not a fun thing uh to be dealing with the smoke is all dangerous too and all the the, the loss of wildlife and hopefully try to negate the um the uh damage as much as possible hopefully we can get under control and you guys can get back to your summer because it sounds pretty brutal. Yeah, and I mean, it's not like, so Canada is very vast. So um, somebody asked me today from the States how far away Quebec is from us. So where I am right now, I can jump in a car and be in Quebec in five hours. 
So it's it's a little bit away, but it's still close enough that you know you can notice everything that's happening, and it's oh, it's crazy. Well, I I always say to you, I you know sometimes I forget how big Canada is. I'll like say to you, I'm like, hey, do you know Eric Broughton? You're like, right, Eric Broughton. And you're, I'm like, yeah, he lives in like Calgary. You're like that's like the literal other side of the world from us. And for some reason, I just right? assume all Canadians know each other. No, <laughs> not quite. Um, and uh, I, first of all, I just um, I saw that uh, today that the Iron Sheik passed away too. I wanted to give him yes. a shout out because he yes. came down to the performance center um, several times, and uh, Dallas was trying to work with him. And man, if there was, if there's a bigger legend heel in the professional wrestling world to lose. Iron Sheik was one of those guys, crossover guys. Right. Just, um, I mean, you think of 80s wrestling, you know, Iron Sheik's on that poster, and uh, it's it's a bummer to lose him, but damn, what, an, what a life that guy led, you know, between the Olympics, and no? he was the bodyguard for the Shah of Iran, and he came over here in, like, the 1960s because the other bodyguard for the Shah of Iran got assassinated and he was kind of running for his life. That guy had one of the most incredible, full, spectacular lives ever and um, had a lot of fun watching him growing up. So from everyone at the DDPY uh, Performance Center and here on DDP Radio and all the wrestling fans everywhere, just uh, rest in peace uh, to the Iron Sheik, truly uh, one-of-a-kind character. You're not going to see many guys like him come around again. No, and I mean, I, I, it was funny when it came across my desk this morning, you know, I just got to thinking all the time when I was a kid and thinking, oh my gosh, that guy, because it was him and Nikolai Volkov and, you know, you'd see them all the time and you thought, oh man, I don't like these guys, <laughs> but that just meant now in hindsight that they were really, really good at what they did. And, you know, the wrestling world certainly has a hole in it today for sure. Yeah. I mean, just a a whole different uh, era, just uh, incredible. I, I've told the story before, but um, I was bringing, I was helping DDP. I'm kind of driving him around when he came to the area and he was doing one of those uh, comic conventions and his table was next to Lawler and uh, Trish Stratus and Nikolai Volkov. And that's actually the weekend that Lawler had to leave because Brian, his son, Brian had passed away. Like, and okay. I watched him get the phone call. I watched him get the phone call that day and he, he had to leave. But I remember how nice Nikolai was. And I shook his hand. And I, all I heard about was how just strong of a guy he was. So I didn't give him the wrestler handshake. I tried to give him, like, a little bit of a firm handshake. And when he <laughs> squeezed, he was giving me a loose handshake. But when he squeezed it back, I thought he was going to take my hand with him. It was, it was, uh, <laughs> he was a strong, strong guy. So I remember when I was a kid, because I grew up with a bunch of midget wrestlers and, and just, there's wrestlers everywhere. And I always remember being told the story of Nikolai Volkov. I forget his first name, but um, his real name, I mean, sorry, I beg my pardon. Um, and <laughs> there was a story about him wrestling a bear. I thought, oh my gosh. And then in years since, I have heard that he was just so strong. Oh, yeah, yeah. A lot of those old guys would get in there with the bears, especially up in Canada. There was a whole circuit for the bear. He would travel, like, to territory to territory, like Andre the Giant. So if you could yep. catch the bear in your town. 
And uh, yeah, I'm good. I'm do- I'm gonna I'm gonna come out in here and say like right now officially I'm okay. Never wrestling a bear. Yeah, me too. <laughs> well, uh, um, I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna uh, send this over to you now because uh, we have an awesome guest here tonight. We had a little banter before the show more than usual, so I apologize. But uh, we have an awesome guest returning here tonight. Um, if you didn't hear his full story, uh, you can go back to the DDP Radio archives and, and, and check out his full uh, top-to-bottom story. But we always love featuring repeat guests, and when we have a great conversation, we love bringing people back around to check up and see how they're doing. And tonight's going to be a fun show. And, Crystal, just because you put all the work in, you scheduled the guests, you get everything under control, you were like – the best thing to happen the show because I would be so lost if uh-huh. sit here rambling into a microphone by myself and with no guests or anything. So I'm going to have you take over and introduce our guest here tonight. Uh, let's roll. Sure. Sure. So this week, Mike and I are lucky enough to update the story of a past warrior of the week. His name is Olivier Roy. Um, He is an amazing amazing person and I can't wait to hear everything that he's been up to since the last time we talked to him so please welcome everyone Olivier to the to the show hi how's it going hi Olivier yeah hey how are you man I'm good I'm good uh yeah I I saw the news about there and she this morning too and I was kind of like oh Another of my, my the childhood gone, really. Yeah. Yeah, it, it, it was it bad, is. but it's wild when you get older and stuff. And like you know, you know, ten years ago, I'd go to these conventions because I love watching the old guys. Like I don't watch much new anymore. And now I'm looking at like the list of people, and I'm like, well, there's no one left from that generation. It's pretty crazy, right? Yeah. Mm. Yeah, it is. But uh, no, I. Oh, sorry. Go ahead. Oh, no, I was just going to say, uh, uh, well, we appreciate you coming back on with us here uh, tonight. Um, we had you on once before, and we had, a, we had a blast talking to you. But for the people who didn't hear your first episode, uh, they can go back and, and see the whole thing. But can you give us a quick little synopsis of what brought you here uh, today and how you got started with DDP? Uh, why? Yeah, no, certainly. Uh, so uh, I'm member of the Canadian Armed Forces. And long story short, uh, I had some back injuries during basic training. And that was, it's now 11 years ago. Yeah. And, you know, I dealt with the back pain as best as I could at the time. And about 2019, I was listening to some of the podcasts from Talk is Jericho. And he devoted like an ad time for... DDPY, and that's when I I joined. And at first, I didn't take it seriously, but after my first, uh, like, 13 week, decided to take it more seriously, and I've been doing it, you know, I was doing the program, followed beginner, intermediate, and advanced, now doing custom workouts. And since about 2020, August, I've been doing I have not had a day off of DDPY. I have reached the 1,000 consecutive days in April. Woo-hoo. I kept track. So, 
yeah, I started keeping track right in right when I was doing. I joined the 2023 positive, positively unstoppable challenge, and yeah, I was like, oh, I'm gonna hit, I'm gonna hit a thousand pretty soon. Keep a blog like a sort of workout blog, and yeah, I reached it in April, and right now it's 1,045. If my math That's is awesome. correct. Wow. Yeah. Congratulations, man. That's that's amazing. That's a heck of yeah. an update. So, I mean, with that kind, with those workouts, like, what has that done for your body, your mind? What kind of improvements have you seen in your overall life? I mean, that's gonna change your world. Oh, it has. Um, like, as I said in the first, uh, our first interview, uh, like the back pain is has been reduced considerably. Like. There's been a few times because we had to. I there was a situation in my office. I we had to move out of there pretty fast because there was some mold detected in in our building, and so we had to haul a lot of equipment around. And there was one point where I had to haul. We had excess paper, which we paper we didn't need. So I. And it was on the second floor. I hauled like boxes upon boxes of, of paper down to a van to take it to ba- back to base supply, and my back was fine the next day. Had no issues. Wow. Wow. That's incredible. I mean, one of the things you know, a lot of people talk about weight. A lot of talk, we have a lot of people talk about like the mental aspect, but somebody who suffers from chronic pain. I mean, people don't realize how uh, how much of a claustrophobic that world that is. It's just so uncomfortable, and you can't be comfortable anywhere. And you, it's like, especially back pain. You know, my dad suffered from it from a lot before he passed for years, and it was the most miserable life. It was uncomfortable everywhere. And I can imagine once your pain started to subside and you started, you know, feeling better, I bet that like really opened up your whole world again. Oh, it, it it did, it did, it definitely did, and that's one th- one thing I didn't mention last time. But don't think was I also had scoliosis when I was a kid. That didn't help. Yeah. And I had I I went to chiropractors when I was a kid, and that helped. But yeah, then I re-injured the back during basic training when I was an adult. But no, DDPY has helped immensely. No, I still had a few, still have a few health issues. Um, like during summer last year, my weight did go a bit up, and I was diagnosed with sleep apnea. So I'm right now. I'm every night I have to sleep with a CPAP machine. Blood pressure is a bit high. I need to work on that, but it's I'm I'm working on improving that. I am still working on improving this. And, I mean, I think it's important to say, you know, that whatever situation you find yourself in, because bad back is brutal. I've been there. It hurts like something else. But it's it's a wonderful thing to realize suddenly that you're not being held back by that anymore. You have found something that works. And, you know, when you work the program, it's amazing how your body adapts to that and I'm so very proud of you oh thank you and so one thing that 
last year I was saying about my unit, I am actually and how my trade was I I can go anywhere. Well, I'm getting posted in July. Uh, I'm still staying in Edmonton. However, I'm moving to a new a new uh, unit. Wow. And that's going to be, thanks, uh, there's going to be a bit of adaptation because I'm not, probably not going to be able to do the three workouts a day that I've been doing because now it's probably, I'm probably going to be, a, it's going to be a different schedule um, that I'm used to right now with the current units, but adapt and overcome. Right. Right. Um, for for sure. You know, that's, I mean, so with your, with your daily workouts and your streak, how have you managed? Is it something that you thought the structure of it, just making sure you hit it? Is it the repetition? Is it building like habits? What was the thing that really got you to just stick with this? Uh, repetition is definitely one, uh, one of them, because I do follow a, there's some wonderful groups on Facebook. Um, there's one that's, uh, they do monthly challenges, monthly schedules. So I base myself off that. And then I add um, like the, the wake up or the warm up work. Like I used to do wake up every day, but now I alternating between wake up and some of the warm up workouts like uh, NXT, the NXT work yeah. or the, uh, the road trip, road trip edition. So I alternate between those. I still do core the Red Hot Core, but now I also do uh, alternate between pages. I love pages, Red Hot Core. I really enjoy it. And also, yeah, so between the regular Red Hot Core, well, and then pages. And then I follow the one that what's on the the schedule for the month. So do you find the structure of it all, like, um, you enjoy instead of just finding, like, you know, doing your own thing, you like having that kind of roadmap and see what other people are doing? And, or is it just either or for you? Well, I do love to, to do the custom because it, it is – I do love the flexibility of it. So if there's some workouts I don't want to do or, oh, I, oh, I don't have time for it to do an, an hour-long one, so I maybe just switch for a shorter shorter one that's – I still enjoy the, some of the flexibility that that doing the custom program offers, and I'm so, just about to finish one of them right now. Like I'm at week thirteen of of of. Geez, I've lost count how many how many like how many programs I've done. <laughs> That's awesome. Have any of your friends or coworkers joined in? No, uh, no. I have not no. been able to convince them, unfortunately, and now I'm moving moving away. So, <laughs> no, I've and now I've been doing my own schedule, like I've been doing my own because we don't redo organized PT. So, oh, like really? some of the other units, no, no, we're we're a bit of a. I wouldn't say an outside unit, but it is a bit of an um, a, like unconventional unit. So sounds like it. You know, we have yeah. So now I'm I'm moving back to another a more conventional unit, so a lot more structured. So and they a lot more structured schedule. So that's pro- That's why I'm saying like I'm 
probably going to have to up to change my workout schedule with the DDPY. So balance the PT that I'm going to be doing with my unit now and, and the DDPY. Gotcha. It's, I mean, it, it, the change is always hard, but like you'll find your way in that new system too. Like you'll find a way to make it happen. And, you know, some people, you know, that's kind of the, the test. A lot of people who start out hot and start out going when there's a change in their life and it messes up their schedule, it messes up what they're used to. Some people have a hard time kind of, uh, you know, sticking with it. it. It throws them off their game. But you've been doing this so mm-hmm. long right now and doing these workouts that you've really just cemented DDPY a part of your life. And I, and I guarantee you, because I've been there, if you stopped doing it for a few weeks, you'd feel it and you'd crave it. And, you know, oh. how how do you feel the, that this change is going to, you know, what, do you have a plan? Or are you just going to see what works for you? Or obviously you're going to keep it a big part of your life, but are you worried at all about the, the changes? Um, no, no, I'm, I'm excited to do a new challenge. Really. It's going to be a new challenge. So it is going to be a bit of adaptation. So maybe do like, going to try to do something different in the mornings, see how that works. You know, it's going to be I'm probably not going to be able to do the keep doing the three workouts per day because if I'm if I have to go to the gym doing my doing the PT with with the unit, that means I won't have time to do all three to do three. So it's probably going to have to do okay, maybe I just do core a few days or then just do the warm ups in the morning before going to the gym, and so it will be. And I think it will be a bit of trial and error in, for the first few weeks, trying to figure out something that works. But I think the, one of the greatest things is look for look where you're starting off at this change. Mm-hmm. Imagine doing this change back when you first started DDPY. Holy moly, it'd be completely mm-hmm. different. Oh, I'm sure, I'm sure it would, and I'm sure it would. <laughs> um, how how has the past couple of years changed your attitude, your you know menta- mentality? Your were you always one of those guys that was driven and, and and wanted to do something, or was it something that you kind of acquired over the past couple of years? Because you know thousand plus workouts, like that's that takes a lot of commitment. Is that generally in your personality, or is that something you kind of? really just, uh, you know, changed the past couple of years? I'll be honest. I think I've, I've not been diagnosed, but I have. It looks like sometimes I have a bit of ADHD. Never been fully of, but I, um, I'm always like have to move. I have to do something. Like I can't stay still. Very often I need to fidget. I need to do like, so this is like for me, these workouts are great. And no, I've always wanted to, to, you know, get better and especially like being in the army, you know, it is part of the, part of the job is to stay in shape and yeah. No, that, I mean, that makes sense. Oh, you know, I, I very yeah. much, you know, understand that, especially, you know, I think it's hard. I mean, I think everyone has some form of ADHD nowadays. You know, social media is kind of like 
the internet has trained our brains to be kind of fragmented and quick hits. And, you know, I, I suffer from a uh, tardive dyskinesia, which is almost like a form of Parkinson's style things that uh, I developed after some medication. I had a reaction and it's part of my life now. And it's been the past couple of years. And one of the things that's really difficult is like, if I'm sitting still, my ankle is, sh- is kind of, you know, rhythmically turning and, mm-hmm. and it's, it gets exhausting after a while. And one of the things that really helped me more than anything is just standing on it and getting a workout in. And it's one of the only few times that I'm able to completely stabilize my muscles and make them completely at ease. And I understand that for somebody with ADHD, I've never been diagnosed either. I'm sure I have some form of it. Like I said, most people do now, but I think it really is like, it's, it's kind of like a Zen moment where your body, your your body's spastic and fidgety, and it's the one time you can just kind of harness all of your muscles and control it. Yeah. Yeah, I, yeah, that's one of my things. I do get distracted by shiny very easily. Me too. Yeah. And, yeah, uh, to go back, you're talking about the the, the fires. Yeah, we had a, a lot of serious issues with our – in May – like May here was ridiculous. Um, you know, we had, yeah, we had the all. What, what's happening on the East Coast? We had it in May. Like the the smoke, everything. Like I couldn't even go out for a run because I usually take my dogs for a run in the morning. And with the air index so bad, uh, the way it works in Canada, it's a well, at least in Alberta, it's a, it's a a scale of 1 to 10. Mm. And very often it went up to 11. And that is not a spinal yeah. tap joke. It literally went up to 11. Why don't you just make 10, 11 and go it up to 10? <laughs> <laughs> I just watched Spinal oh, no, Tap last week. so. <laughs> yeah, no, it, it was so ridiculous. Like going outside and it was just, you, all you could smell was campfire. It was yeah, yeah. so. So what you're what you're getting on the East Coast now? We've we've experienced it. Yeah, we I mean, are not that far away. Yeah, I'm. I mean, like I was saying to Mike before the show, I can drive like five hours, and I'm in Quebec. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No, it's. I mean, uh, it's, it's your. This year's been terrible. <laughs> like it they're saying, been. we're beating. I mean, it's only beginning of June, and we're beating records. Yep. For well, it's it's bad. And yeah, it, one it, thing we talked about adapting and overcoming. Since I couldn't go out for a run, we have a, a little collapsible, like portable uh, treadmill. So I pulled it out a few times, and it was just going doing using that that treadmill. Because I couldn't, I couldn't go out and do a, like a run. Yeah, we. I can't mean, I can, I can imagine. Usually, like you know, Crystal, you were telling me about like the last time we were on the air, you guys were having freezing warnings, and then now this and stuff. But like, yep. when it's cold, you can bundle up and get outside and do something. But when your lungs <laughs> are being filled with smoke, that's a whole different animal. Mm. Well. It has depending on the temp on how cold it gets. Like minus thirty five Celsius is 
<laughs> yeah, you don't want to. He's a bit chilly. <laughs> well, yeah, I guess in context, uh, Canada cold is a little more extreme than North Carolina cold. <laughs> True. Yeah, ours. You're probably you're probably sweater wetter. Are like for us, your cold is just a light, nice cold sweater. <laughs> well, I, I'm originally from New Hampshire, and if I drove an hour, I could reach the Canadian border. But since I've moved, yeah, so we had cold. The reason we left New Hampshire was because of the cold. But since I've come down to North Carolina, I've lost any callus for the cold. I've become such a wimp. Mm. No, um, so you're you're not down oh, for the polar plunge, is what you're saying, Mike. <laughs> uh, yeah, I, my, my body's not meant to handle that. <laughs> so another big thing that happened to me uh, in the last year is I fully came out. I am I identify as asexual. So I'm part of the LGBTQA plus community now. Oh, I congratulations, to be an ally, man. I'm not part of the congratulations. community. Congratulations. That's awesome. Yeah, and, it's, and it's, you know, it's been great. You know, talk, like we talk about like how DDP helps with sometimes with the, the attitude, like just, not just physically, but also something mentally sometimes. This, I think it, it helped. It helped me you know, be comfortable in my own self. And, a great thing is uh, the Canadian Army is also doing, starting to take a lot more steps about recognizing the community. Um, we have a, an organization call, now called the DTPAO, which is the Defense Team Pride Advisory Organization. So that group helps, you know, try to promote and promote an understanding of the LGBTQA plus community within the Canadian Armed Forces. That makes wow. me proud. That's, yeah, that, yeah, that's that's amazing. You know, how how was the process of of talk, you know yourself of going through it? Like, what was the steps that you took that you finally felt you were ready to you know come out about it? Well, what happened is me and the wife were talking for. And, you know, we were starting, have, we were having a discussion about, you know, and she's like, you know, I think you might be asexual. Because, you know, I don't want to go too much details, but, you know, we've had some problems with bed. And she's like, you know, I think you might be. So I was like, I, I went and researched and, yeah, it fit. If, like, description of asexuality Fit me. Wow, that I mean, so, that's going to be pretty like satisfying to you realize the puzzle piece that you together. Now you're able to kind of complete your picture and kind of feel like, oh, this is this answers a lot of my questions that I had. Yeah, like looking at it, it was like it makes sense. So many things make sense now. So, you know, that that was great. That made me, you know, like. It that did feel like a big weight was lifted off my shoulder, knowing, knowing that like there's nothing wrong with me, I'm just asexual. You know, there's nothing. Mm. I'm not broken or anything. And thankfully, you know, everybody has been pretty supportive. 
nobody really said anything bad and thank you know they've been accepting it and nobody has come up and said like oh you haven't met the right person don't you know some of the stuff i've seen other people people uh and other asexuals oh maybe you're you know you're broken or oh maybe you just haven't met the right person like my wife i've been with my wife for 18 years if she's not the right person Mm. yeah so are you are you are you happy did it did it was it did it make was it a big weight off your shoulders oh it was it was and one of the nice things we did like last july like no sorry june we had our first pride parade on a canadian army base awesome in uniform wow Oh, oh, yeah, because the history of Canadian Armed Forces with with the LGBTQ plus communities have not always been great. Like, there's, like, until a certain number of years, which not that long ago, uh, people got kicked out of the forces. Yeah. Of their, their sexual identity. So it wasn't that long ago, and... And there's some communities like I know Edmonton does the Pride Parade and their own version, and they and same as Toronto, they're like no uniforms. Because understandably, I fully understand, you know, the, the looking at a uniform kind of triggers a lot of bad emo, bad emotions. So, the army decided to do our own. We did, we did our own, and it was great, and we're doing our second edition this at the end of June on the 27th. And I'll definitely wow. be there. That, do, is there something you, you'd like to plug or, to, or talk about on the air in case anyone listening is, is interested in attending or anything, or is that something that's closed off to the public? No, no. I mean, if the pub, if somebody in Edmonton is listening to this, <laughs> yeah, uh, Pride Parade, 11 o'clock uh, on the 27th of June. Uh, so there's going to be a flag raising starting at the, at like the third division, the headquarter building, and then there's going to be the start of the parade. We just hope there's going to be lovely weather for it. And then there's going to be a reception at the, uh, there's a, at the park. There's a park on base and where we're going to gather up after the, the parade and we have invited other groups like uniform groups like like RCMP because you know I it's the more and more it seems more and more they're trying to accept the community it's just not everybody in the community is willing to accept them in uniform because of past of past history You know, oh. I think as a human, as a human, and as a fellow countryman, I think we've come a long way um, as people. And I think you know, tolerance is becoming more of a thing. And what, I think it's really important, even in DDPY. I mean, we never knock anyone who's different. I mean, you celebrate your differences. Your differences make you who you are. I'm I'm not going to yeah. be the type of person that's going to slam somebody because you're different than mm-hmm. I am or you have a different way of doing something. I think 
you know what? At the end of the day, you know how to be you. And your job is to be the best you that you can possibly be. And I'm really proud of you. What you've done takes a lot of strength. It takes a lot of strength. And it takes a lot of conviction. And, you know, does it work for me? No, it doesn't have to um, because I'm in a different situation. But what I can do as a fellow human is congratulate you and support you on your journey. Thank you. No, this was one. Yeah, this is one of the big things that happened for me this year is coming out and then, you know, just getting involved more and more in the community. I think that's no, good. But... Yeah, yeah, I mean, I. Oh, sorry. Oh, go, go ahead, ahead, man. I'm sorry. No, go, yeah. please. Yeah, it's, it's kind of funny because I, um, well, for those who don't know, Probably ha- I'm French Canadian, come from uh-huh. New Brunswick. Français, ma langue première. Anyway, <laughs> anyway, um, <laughs> and, oh, you don't have to worry, Griselda. You're you. The name was fine. Yeah, <laughs> you were worried at the yeah. beginning before. The- you were like, oh, I'm, I'm so stressed. I'm not going to get your name right. You did. You know what? It's the one French name that my brain just has trouble processing. I'm like, oh, my goodness. Yeah. yeah. I'm good with it no. a lot, but that one is like a, yeah. <laughs> uh, so is, is your so the, primary language hmm? French? Is that your, your, your primary? Yeah. Because your English, I, I, I would raised. never even know your English is inter- is incredible. Thank you. I was raised French. I mean, the first basically twenty four years of my life has basically was just all French. And then I moved to Ottawa and with my wife, and then I was then I started using English on a more regular basis. But I was lucky too with my dad, because um, not only I mentioned he was a gym teacher in my last interview, but he was also. Uh, an English teacher, so he did he English did French, teacher. he did gym and gym and English, and so he taught us very young, me and my older brother, to speak in, speak English. So by the time, like, the way our school program, we I went to a French school, and we only started learning English at third grade, but by the time wow. I was there, I, by the time I was we started learning in school, I was already, you know, pretty extensive vocabulary already in English. Wow. wow I, know, I, know some people, I know some people back home, like my, my brother's spouse can barely speak English. That's back home. Hmm. New Brunswick. Wow. But most of my, like, most of my family can, is all pretty much all French. So when when you came on here, I, I mean, I knew you were French Canadian, but you were yeah. speaking it so fluently English that I thought English was your first language because you had such a great. No. Um, you know, but that's 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 incredible. I mean, that 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 always is impressive to me. Um, people mm-hmm. who can speak uh, both languages so fluently, especially learning from like third grade. That I mean, that's incredible. Yeah, that's how the the school works. With that's that's how the 
the Francophone School Board was was yeah. set up. That's what that's what our curriculum was at the time. My God, not so long ago now. <laughs> oh. I feel you. <laughs> Getting old. So, Getting old. <laughs> you, you know, go, going forward, you know, you've, you've gotten all this. You've had such an amazing couple of years with, you know, you're changing your life mm-hmm. with your pain. You're now you're coming out um, and just you, you've done a complete overhaul of your life. And props to your wife, too, for being so understanding and recognizing that in you and giving you the ability to, you know, comfortably open up. Like, that's a, it's a beautiful relationship and a beautiful gift, too. Um, but man, the sky's the limit for you. What are you, what are you doing? What are you going to do next? Anything left on the horizon or are you just going to kind of just enjoy yourself and see where things go? Um, right now that's pretty much it. I mean, that's, and well now it's obviously next few weeks, there's going to be a lot of changes. So that's going to be getting back and adapting to to the new environment that I'll, that I'll be in. Um, that's one thing. One thing is, I'm going to be going back in uniform because my current trade, my current unit, sorry, is uh, all in civilian clothing. I wasn't wearing. A, I haven't worn a uniform in three years. Holy moly! Because um, the the unit I'm I was I'm in right now is the Canadian National Investigation Services. It's the best way I could describe it is the plainclothes detectives of the military police. So they're all in civilian clothing. So that's what we call the dress of the day. The uniform of the day is was civilian, so I that's what I was uh, that's what I was wearing. But then wow. starting after starting July, I will be back in uniform. I I tried it; it still fits. Thank goodness. There was the dreaded moment of, oh, my goodness, in my uni- does my uniform still fit? <laughs> Thankfully, it does. And I'm, work- I'm working on right now, and I still have like six weeks, and it's a little bit <laughs> a little bit of a crunch time, but I am trying to make effort to, you know, make sure it, it fits a little bit better, you know? Yeah. Uh, I mean, and that's uh, so much change happening. So and much there's another change. thing that there's another thing that keeps me motivated. I've joined a group. Um, it's a it's a group called the Conqueror. It, they do virtual ch- challenges. I know if you heard yep. about it. Yep. I signed up. My wife was doing it with one of her friends. She was doing. It's mostly real, like real trails, but. She did the Lord of the Rings with with one of her buddies, and she's like, "Oh, you should try them." And I'm hooked. I'm I I'm almost done my fourth medal because what it the that's how they motivate you is at the end of the tri- at the end of the the, ver- the challenge you get a medal, yeah. a very beautiful personalized medal for the challenge. And uh, right now I'm doing. The uh, Japan one, uh, the Nagasendo Trail. It's like 500 kilometers, like 550 kilometers. I'm just about finished. I have like 20 kilometers left. Not even. Wow. Yeah. No, is, and, is this like a virtual like bike trip or walking yeah. or? Uh, 
you can basically it counts it you you can use your fitness tracker to count the kilometers. So you can set that up so you can just do bike, you can run. I'm doing a lot of running, doing a lot of biking. My my work right now is only five, a five minute bike ride from from my house. So I've been basically riding my I've been going back and forth from work on bike because quick and easy. It's sometimes it's even faster to go to bike to work than than driving my car. True. And and during lunchtime, I've been going for walks and do a little simple walk around the block. And I still go running with my dog. So it's just so doing those virtual running challenges, those virtual challenges have kept me going, kept me motivated to just continue and, and keep active. And then I do I, I do my DDY as well. Yeah, I think it's a great wow. idea. Yes. Yeah, that is it that's is. really cool. Yeah, just go to, just look up the Google the Concord and you should be able to see like they have I don't know how many medals they have now but so it's like for $34 the basic package is $34 US and you get a bib, a racing like a, a racing bib and you can track your progress on the, the app. They have like, kind of like DDP. They have DDY. They have the app where you can actually track it, your progress. Keep motivated is every milestone, like every like 20, 40, 60, 80 percent of the trail. You can either they either plant a tree on your on your behalf or make sure that ten bottles is does not go into the ocean. So that's oh, that's, wow. that's a great idea. That's a great incentive. So yeah, it's like, oh, I'm hitting this milestone. Great. <laughs> no, it's <laughs> these guys are doing a great job. Like the they plan everything, and the customer service has been amazing. Because uh, I did one that was uh, Transylvania. It was a great one, and the metal that that metal has like a door knocker on it. <laughs> And unfortunately, the inch broke. So I contacted them, and they're like, "No problem. We'll send you. We'll send you a, a replacement one. No issues. It didn't arrive." I contacted them. They're like, "Oh, don't worry. We'll send you another one. No worries about it." Almost like immediately, I just sent a message. Like not even an hour later, like, "Don't worry. We we got this covered." Wow! <laughs> it didn't arrive again. It didn't arrive again. I mean, that's always good. But before I, before I could reach out to them, they're like, yeah, we're sorry. We're having an issue. We're sending you another one right now. Mm-hmm. Like, that probably some of the best customers I've ever had. Like, I didn't even have <laughs> And hopefully I get it this time. Third <laughs> time's a charm. But, oh, uh, they've, they've, that's, it's, it's, and the community there is like, you talk about our DDPY community being supportive. The Conquer community is also very supportive. Like posting, they they have the Facebook page, and everybody's just also encouraging as well. There. I mean, that's that's awesome. Congratulations on. I mean, it's it, people ask like, do you only do DPY? You do whatever it makes you feel the best. You do whatever combination of anything. And I I mean, I highly suggest you finding what works for you and just 
and just doing it. But like looking back in the past couple of years, you know, when you started, you know, this journey and you started doing this, did you ever see you'd be here where you are in your life? You know, with your, your new, you know, your new outlook coming out, mentality, physical, feeling better, feeling good. A couple of years ago when you started this, did you see yourself here? Nope, not at all. Um, honestly, I'm not sure where it would be, but certainly wouldn't be the same thing because I think DDPY helped a lot to, you know, be like, I feel great. I, I am always, I'm positive. One of my favorite songs is always, is always look on the bright side of life by Monty Python. And, mm. you know, I and that's and I often repeat it my that that song when I you know when I'm down I I just go on YouTube and watch it. You know, I mean, it I mean just we, goes, we got us we got. Sorry, it just goes mm-hmm. proof just that play. when you when you know better or when you do better or when you feel better you do better. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah. And I, I'm just glad that we got a Monty Python and a Spinal Tap reference in, in one show. I think that's a new record for me. <laughs> one thing we haven't, that's not another thing we haven't covered on the other one. Um, last, um, I actually took the time to, wa- to listen to it yesterday just to refresh myself. And uh, there's one thing that I don't think has been mentioned, I mentioned is I am a huge geek. I am a huge geek and like big fan of well, Lord of the Rings, uh, Doctor Who. Uh, I still have a bit of problem with Harry Potter. I love I love Harry Potter, but I mean, with the the author is a bit problematic, <laughs> right? But I mean, we've been going. Me and we've been going. There's a big fan fan convention happening every year at, in Edmonton, so I tend to go. There's a big one in Calgary. I I wasn't able to go this year. My wife went, and she had pictures taken with uh, Jonathan Freaks, Willie uh, Riker, Commander Riker from Next Generation. I was jealous. Mm-hmm. Although he's coming, he's coming to Edmonton in September, which I'm looking forward to. <laughs> it's been announced today. <laughs> oh wow! So yeah, and I'm I'm a huge geek. Like I we love to we love to play video games. Like currently playing the new Legends of Zelda. Tears of the Kingdom, and it's a freaking amazing. <laughs> oh, that I mean that's awesome. Like I, I'm not a gamer, but I know a lot of my friends are, and uh, you know it's a, it's a whole world in itself. And uh, it's crazy that all the stuff I played when I was a kid is now bigger than ever. <laughs> like I, the Mario movie, the Zelda stuff. Um, yeah, it's pretty wild. No, I. Like if if somebody needs somebody to geek out with, I am here. <laughs> I will <laughs> geek out with anyone. Like we're big fans of of anime. Uh, there's actually a big convention here, AnimeCon, which we actually know people who organize it. So we, I think last year we went, and this year they're giving us their passes so we can go in. So, oh yeah, no, I'm a huge geek. Like. <laughs> And a wrestling. No, I, I mean that's. And 
I'm a, definitely a wrestling geek, and that's part of it too. Like, I I could talk hours about about hours on wrestling. I mean, one of my favorite channels on YouTube is the Wrestling Talk, which DDP has appeared a few times on. Oh yeah, I, I mean, I, I I'm a huge wrestling fan myself, and you know, I I, I wear that on my my show on my sleeve. I'm always uh, representing wrestling and. You know, with, with all this, you know, you're going through, you know, you're, one thing I can say is you're really starting to, you wear your heart in your sleeve. You wear your personality out in public, you know, coming out, just being like, I'm a geek. I like this. I like this. You're living your life openly. And there's a lot of people out there that don't feel comfortable in their own skin and they don't feel comfortable being who they are. And to wrap things up, we only have a couple more minutes, but if someone's going to come up to you and say, I see you've really opened up your world and, and you've been honest about yourself and been honest with other people, and what if somebody doesn't know how to do that? Do you have any advice for somebody who's trying to be authentic but doesn't really know how to just put themselves out there in the community and everything? Um, the thing is, it's important to have a good support group. It is definitely important because uh, that's. I think that's one of the big issues with a lot of people who can't, who are afraid of coming out or afraid of just like being themselves. Is they don't always have the support base, like either it's friends or family, that would allow them to to be able to express themselves a lot more freely. Um, I would say. A, a good thing would be trying to find somebody or a group that would that you would be able to talk to. You know, have a good another a good support group, and you know sometimes you have to burn a few bridges. Yeah. You know, I mean sometimes are sometimes though if your if your friends or if your friends are not supporting you, are they really your friends? You know, we have a lot of, we have, because we've been in Edmonton, me and my wife, we've, we haven't been close to a family because all my family is pretty much all in the East Coast. And being military too, uh, you, we build a family around us. It's not family by blood, but it's the family we choose. So, I would say definitely and, uh... surround surround yourself with people that would that understands what you're going through or can will support you 100%. That's definitely one thing I would say. I know it's not always easy. Uh, but that's a I mean that's a great that's a great, you know, advice and you know, it's not always going to be easy. Not everyone's going to be on your side. Not everything's going to go on the way on, on you know, your way, but as long as you look on the bright side of <laughs> Always look on the bright side of life. Absolutely. Sorry, well, thank you. I can't, <laughs> I, can't, I can't either. I'm with you. They're about to kick us off here in just a second, so we got to wrap up. Thank you so much for coming back up and uh, giving us uh, your time and, and giving us an update in your story. It was a pleasure to talk to you as usual, and it seems like a lot of things are going right in your world and things are really – uh, you know, happening for you, and I'm really happy. I'm proud of you, and I'm excited to see where your journey goes, man. Oh, thank you so much. And you know, if if we if we won't do it again, I will I will open up my schedule to do another one of these. 
Awesome. Oh, absolutely. Thank you. Thank you so much. I appreciate you coming on with us, and, and don't forget uh, to check uh, out the last episode of uh, Olivier um, back, it was a couple of years ago we had it, so check out the DDP Radio Archives to hear your full story, and uh, we always uh, wrap up with uh, Crystal knocking us out of the yes. park with the quote of the week. So, Crystal, I need you to dig deep. I need some inspiration for the week, if you don't mind. Ooh, this is a good one. So this week's quote is by Alex Hermosi, and the quote is, you don't become confident by shouting affirmations in the mirror, but by having a stack of undeniable proof that you are who you say you are. Outwork your self-doubt. Ah, as usual, bring in the good stuff. That's there good. you so much, Crystal. Thank you, guys. You're welcome. Have a great week. We'll be back with a brand-new episode of DDP Radio live next week. Thank you, Olivia. Thank you, Crystal. And uh, we'll have a great rest of the week. We'll uh, own it. We'll kick some ass. We'll get down on the mat. We'll have some fun. We'll get some healthy mindsets, healthy workouts, healthy eating, and just a healthy, happy lifestyle in general. And to look on the bright side of life. All right, guys. We'll see you guys soon. Have a great week. And, uh there we go, Crystal, hitting the post. Perfect. <laughs> she got it today, man. That was a great workout, man. The power bomb set up by Paige. Oh! Oh! Diamond Cutter! I don't believe it! Diamond oh! Cutter out of the power bomb! We're going home. You've been listening to DDP Radio. Tune in again next week for another edition of DDP Radio with more great guests, inspiration, and news from Diamond Dallas Page and Team DDP Yoga. Keep up all the great work, and most importantly, own your life. This has been a presentation of DDP Yoga and Blog Talk Radio.